Hey everyone, welcome to the Wayward Podcast. I'm Jordy. I'm Haley. And I'm Ashley. And today we are here to talk about one of our favorite shows, Succession. For those of you who are unaware of what the show is about, it basically follows a media mogul family where their dad is the CEO of something equivalent to Fox News, and his children are all vying for the CEO spot once their dad is out of the picture. It's very messy with the family dynamics, political intrigue, betrayals, and unrest, but it is very addictive to watch. And so my first question to you both is, who is your favorite character? Okay, so... I love Kendall because he is like so delusional and I'm here for it, but he's like also not, but I just like love everything that comes out of his mouth. But my favorite character would be Roman. I love him. I feel for him. So Roman it is. Mine is probably also Kendall. I feel like I don't like his character in the way that you're supposed to, because I swear every time he gets on that screen, I my brain just short circuits and I go, <laughs> oh, he's such a baby girl. He's my poor meow meow. But like <laughs> that 40 year old man is my poor meow meow. I love him. <laughs> I, yes. yes, I feel the same way. I guess we're all three for three for Kendall. And I agree. I don't like him because of who he is. I like him because he's such an entertaining character to watch. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's probably one of the reasons why I'm still in therapy. <laughs> I'm attracted to this man and I don't know why and I don't want to be. <laughs> that's so funny. I think that's so great. Nobody, like, you don't want to be with this person. There's hardly anything redeemable about him. He doesn't step up where he needs to. He, <laughs> like, undermines everything. And then he acts like a child. And I'm like, why the heck am I attracted to this? This is terrible. But, like, I can't help myself sometimes. That's so funny. <laughs> I just want to clarify, Roman is my favorite. I love Kendall a lot, but Roman is my favorite character. If I were to, like, actually root for someone that I wanted to see succeed, at anything it would definitely be shiv yeah or cousin greg oh i'm obsessed with cousin greg yes for the reasons you probably should be (laughs) (laughs) and tom i love their relationship so much their dynamic is absolutely hilarious and i love it when they're on screen together that's like some of my favorite moments the show is just so amazing because of that i didn't realize when i started watching this show that it's classified as dark comedy i thought it was just a drama and i was like why do i keep laughing like am i supposed to like is this supposed to be serious or should i be laughing but once i found out it was a dark comedy game over i was obsessed yes i and i feel like the same way i was like am i supposed to be taking this seriously because i can like if that's what they want me to do but then some of the things it's like oh but that is kind of funny and then it was just it confused me until i found out All right, so we're here to offer up some book recommendations based on your favorite succession character. So starting with the top in order of the line of succession, quote unquote, Logan Roy at the top. And full disclosure, I contribute to the Feminist Book Club and I wrote a post about this. And so I'm basically cheating and just using the same recommendations because I still stand by them. So I'm gonna go with, if your favorite character is Logan Roy, I would recommend Tender is the Flesh by Augustina Basterica. I'm probably butchering that last name, but it's a horror novel. I got the same type of feels while I was reading that book as I do when I just see Logan Roy kind of interact with anyone. 
I feel like I agonized over this idea for a very long time because Logan was probably him and Connor really were the ones I had the most difficulty coming up with recommendations based on. I feel like if Logan is your favorite, then you're probably pretty no nonsense, very serious person and probably read a lot more nonfiction. So I associate him a lot with like typical like seminal like business texts. So like Probably like getting more into like Robert Greene, like that kind of territory, like 48 Laws of Power, The Prince by Machiavelli, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. All of those kind of very uh, no-nonsense, here's how you like get ahead in life and in the business field, whether or not it's like the best, like most ethical <laughs> way to do it or not. There's strategies, like that kind of energy, I guess. Yeah, it's like, here's how to manipulate everyone around you and take over the world. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So this was very hard for me. I don't think I can come up with books for each of these characters. So I decided I'm just going to do like if I wanted them to meet somebody from a book. This was also hard for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is just challenging for Haley. I'm going to have Logan meet Carlisle Cullen. I couldn't think of anything and I was like, what's like the most craziest mashup I could put him with? I just think having him meet a vampire from Twilight is the craziest thing I could think of. (laughs) And I just thought, like Ashley said, he's so, like, logical and he's very, like, focused and driven and all of this. I thought, why not meet a thousand-year-old vampire who is a doctor? (laughs) (laughs) Duke it out, guys. Love it. Very interesting choice there. I'm excited to see what the next few are going to be. Moving on, Connor Roy, the oldest, who I continuously forget about. He has a lot of parental issues, but I also feel like in the show, he would be the first one to want to go to therapy. And I think he was one of the proponents for when they all went to that group family therapy and he was all about it. And for that reason, I chose Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents by Lindsay C. Gibson, just because I I feel like that just fits him to a T. For Connor, I don't know that he necessarily would read this book because he also does not give me like fiction reader vibes. But I feel like if his character arc resonates with you, you would also probably really like Everything I Never Told You, which really focuses a lot on... I'm trying to think of a way to word this that doesn't give away like major plot points, but basically one of the children of a family goes missing and is found dead. And so it's from the point of view of the other family members as they are like grappling with grief and grappling with having like a hole left behind. So this feels like mental gymnastics explaining this, but I feel like Connor very much gives glass child syndrome, if that's the correct terminology for that, where the parents are more focused on the children that are much more outwardly struggling, if you can even call it focused, because they still kind of ignore all of the other children's problems. But he definitely gets ignored the most. And that's a major thematic arc in everything I never told you is the two children that are not (laughs) that don't turn up dead, essentially, um, grappling with their parents kind of not really paying attention to them and focusing more so on figuring out why their eldest daughter died. That was so good. I chose Patroclus from the Song of Achilles for Connor. I feel like Connor is always in his own world. He's just like always 
always the underdog in like the like saddest way you can be one in like a family where you shouldn't be an underdog when it comes to like your siblings like vying for attention from your dad and I feel like Patroclus like his heart was always in the right place and he always like wanted to do right by people but like things kind of got mixed up along the way. That's a fair assessment and also very sad. Uh, apparently, a fan favorite, all of our favorites, next up is Kendall Roy. And Haley mentioned in a previous episode that we, or she calls Kale from the series Throne of Glass, Bitch Baby Kale. And I feel like that's a very fitting title for Kendall. I feel like he's Bitch Baby Kendall. And to me, Kendall is always looking for a way to get himself to the top. And he's just waiting for his dad to die or for something to happen so that he can kind of take over. And it just seemed fitting to choose I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy because I feel like there's similar themes in both Kendall's story and in Jeanette's. So I think I made it quite clear that (laughs) my consumption of Kendall Roy as a character is very much so me projecting this like 20 something, 30 something sad girl kind of persona onto this like 40 something year old man that is like (laughs) literally a billionaire. Um, but I feel like he would enjoy the typical quote unquote sad girl book canon. So I feel like books like The Bell Jar, Prozac Nation, Girl Interrupted, all of those kind of like mainstays of the genre, I feel like are definitely ones that I would recommend to people who also really love Kendall. One in particular that I think kind of gets into the whole, um, in the case of the book, it's father daughter, but um, in the case of succession obviously father-son kind of dynamic is Eileen by Otessa Moshvig which I know I've mentioned in the past is my one of my favorite books of all time it deals a lot with like alienation trying to like outwardly appear that you're doing okay while like actively like struggling a lot and a lot of that struggle in the case of Eileen and in the case of Kendall is this weird intricate almost like horrific parental child dynamic that I think that he would really like and other Kindle fans would also probably really resonate with. I feel like Kendall would also read a lot of the books that you recommended and then made sure that people knew he read them and then try to have these in-depth conversations about things that didn't even exist in the book. Exactly. (laughs) That's so funny. I was saying how I was like, oh, I'm going to pick Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell for him if I did pick a book because exactly what you said, Jordan, like he would read the book just to say that he read it and I think Outliers is one of those books that like everybody says that they've read but I'm doing characters so you also mentioned Bitch Baby Kale how could I not have the two of them meet did you choose that before I said anything of course are you serious yes he had to meet Kale (laughs) there's no other person that's crazy oh yeah oh my gosh I had no idea you were gonna choose that how could I not choose the two bitch babies (laughs) yeah it's uh, they would become best friends instantly while simultaneously hating each other yes hating each other (laughs) i would love to have an introduction i would love to be there yeah come on (laughs) all right um one of my favorites if i were to root for anyone in this show siobhan roy when i think of siobhan or shiv i think of someone who goes after what she wants and isn't afraid to do so she will chop off the heels of people that she needs to but 
almost in a slightly ethical way. And I only say that because she seems like out of all of the people on the show to be of the better ones in my mind. So in no way is she actually ethical or anything, but like compared to the rest of the family, <laughs> I think she is. Um, and for this reason, for the fact that she's pretty ruthless and will do whatever, I chose Stone Cold Fox by Rachel Collar Croft, which is about this woman who also does whatever it takes to kind of get what she wants, but she also has a conscious. This is probably the easiest one for me to pick. The second I thought about the kind of like storylines and characters and themes that Ship would fixate on, immediately what came to mind was like Gone Girl and <laughs> pretty much Jillian Flynn's like entire body of work. I feel like in particular, the ones that would stick out to her and would probably also stick out to Shiv fans is Gone Girl itself and Sharp Objects because I feel like both really grapple with the different degrees and for like different reasons but um, complex family dynamics very complicated like interpersonal relationships especially in Gone Girl between Amy and Nick which I feel like she would definitely project onto uh, just based on her relationship with Tom and all of its idiosyncrasies. I think you're so spot on with the Amy vibes. Yes. <laughs> like that is so yeah, that is Shiv. So I'm going to choose Nesta from A Court of Silver Flames. I don't like Shiv uh, like at all as a character. I'm, I'm, I mean, everybody has like redeemable That's blasphemy. <laughs> Everyone has like redeemable qualities. And I think she's like super powerful and super awesome. And the same way I think Nessa is. But it's like, I don't like Nessa at all either. I think the two of them would vibe. I would root for their success. Because, like, overall, I like them, but just not really at all. <laughs> I like them, but I really hate them. So they can go off together. <laughs> yeah, I like them because I feel like I should. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> but I do. Like, at the end of the day, I do. <laughs> okay, another favorite, Roman Roy. When, like, thinking about Roman is, like, he continuously comes second best, I feel like, to everyone in the family, no matter how hard he tries and no matter what he does and no matter how much he overcomes and grows and learns. And he kind of takes on this woe is me mentality. And I can't help but draw comparisons to Prince Harry and The Spare because it's like both of these guys have so much going for them. And yet they're still like second best to a lot of things. So I have a very specific reason why there are two authors in particular that I think that Roman would maybe not actually read, but would pretend to have read. They both have very similar vibes, and a lot of people seem to fundamentally misunderstand what it is they're trying to convey with their work. But they are Brett Easton Ellis and Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, in particular, I think he would fixate a lot on American Psycho, Less Than Zero, Rules of Attraction, that same kind of like early Brett Easton Ellis mini-universe. But I think the satire of it all would kind of fly over his head and he would see it as more so an like aspirational thing where he's like, oh, I want to be just like Patrick Bateman and completely not realizing that like Patrick Bateman is the butt of the joke of the book. And I think he would kind of fundamentally misinterpret Fight Club and other Palinuk books as well and would just see it as this like hyper masculine, super cool guy sort of thing, but not realize the depth that is in it. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> 
I am going to choose Luke from The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Luke is kind of like the devil. And I think Roman is a snake. And I love a good snake. So I think they would meet and team up. And I love Roman. I love when people are willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top and be super cutthroat. Although that's like not me at all. That's like the Scorpio coming out in you. Yeah, I like seeing people do it and kind of like watch the drama of it, even though it's terrible. And like only, I don't want to talk about it in TV shows, not in real life. I think people who are, that's crazy. Yeah, full disclaimer. <laughs> For my entertainment, I love a good villain. And I really hope that Roman just is the snake that I know he is and comes out on top. And I think, sorry, back to Luke. And the invisible like LaRue, he's like, the devil so i think the two of them would team up and conquer the world all right one of my favorite characters who i feel like grows a lot throughout the show and then in the last few episodes or season kind of like i don't know what the writers were thinking and his character doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me but either way i still love him cousin greg i chose pretty little liars by sarah shepherd just because greg feels young and he's kind of thrown into a situation and yet he's trying to maneuver through these minefields and crime and whatnot and it just seemed appropriate for me so for greg i picked the talented mr ripley by patricia highsmith which without giving away too much of like the twists and turns of that book really focuses on the whole concept of fake it till you make it especially in high society and i feel like if you like that part of greg's character and that he's just some random guy essentially that is thrown into this like super cutthroat corporate world and having to pretend that he belongs there you'll really like the talented mr ripley that's good i chose like for similar reasons the fake it till you make it evelyn hugo from the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed i think she is a great lead character who also does like whatever it takes to just make it big in hollywood and i think she would take greg under her wing and help him succeed do we want to give an honorable shout out to Tom Wamsgams? Of course. For reasons completely unrelated to who Tom is as a <laughs> character on this show in particular, every time I see him in the show, I can't help but think of Mr. Darcy because that's who he was in the Pride and Prejudice movie with Keira Knightley. And so for that reason, I choose Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I also ended up picking like more classic route to go with him. I look at him and I see just the sad, Shakespearean tragedy of a little man and I feel like he would really like the more dark Shakespeare plays so we're talking like Macbeth we're talking King Lear all of these kind of like super power imbalance court drama struggle the bloodier the better I feel like he would love that and eat it up but in particular Macbeth I feel like in kind of the other side of the coin of me saying that uh, Shiv would project heavily onto Amy Dunn I feel like he would project heavily onto Macbeth because he's just being like drug around by this much more powerful relationship partner I feel like like and is just kind of along for the ride that is so spot on for both of those characters love it i am going to circle back to the song of achilles and he's going to meet the one and only achilles i feel like he would 
introduce himself to Achilles and immediately think he was his peer and like they were on level playing ground (laughs) and I just would love to see that as well so I'm here for the drama (laughs) he would slowly try to push Patroclus out (laughs) of the picture and replace him (laughs) yeah and knowing him he might succeed except their love is eternal so probably not but he tried he tried love it all right, so the game that we're playing today, and another full disclosure, none of us have actually finished the show. We have a couple more episodes left, so technically we don't know what happens or who takes over. So for today, we're going to go around and say either who we want to take over the firm or who we think actually does do it. So I want Kendall to succeed. Like, I look at him and I am like, you are my sister. I want you to have the best things in your life. I know you're maybe not the best choice, uh, just morally, ethically, even from like a practicality standpoint. (laughs) But I want him to do okay. I don't think he will, though. I really think that he's going to have some sort of like epic breakdown toward the end of the show. And I think that somehow during the chaos that ensues from that, Greg will come out on top, which I don't think in the very beginning of the show, I would have ever predicted that this is where I would be at prediction wise. But he's just such a lovable little snake that I feel like he could weasel his way into a position of power. I would literally be so happy if that does happen. That would be so, that would just be mind-blowing. I don't even know how I would process that. I want Roman on top. I want him to, I just want him to win. You want him to have all the finer things in life. I want him to be in a gold tower. And I think, I mean, I have no idea. I think Kendall most likely. I think the awesome of Connor does. But anyways, I think Kendall, but I want Roman. I feel like if they go with Kendall, it's like it would be satisfying, but at the same time, it it feels almost too obvious. I don't know. A big part of me wants to say Shiv just because she's the only female, but then I also think it would be epic if Greg from out of nowhere just usurped everybody and took it all. I think that would be so fun to see. All right, everyone, let us know who your favorite succession character is and if you have any book recommendations to go along with them. Happy readings. Bye. Bye. The Wayward Podcast is edited by the talented and magnificent Riley Tinlin.